Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McQuinn of Sports Talk with Brandon on this Monday. Today, we'll be talking about NXT TakeOver 31, which happened last night. That, um, th- this TakeOver was really good. The wrestling was really good. A lot of fun. A lot of good just matches. Hard hitting. Most matches were. Um, before that, though, I'm going to go through some uh, other news from yesterday. So, last yesterday afternoon, yesterday afternoon at t- about 12 our time, Dallas Cowboys lost to the Cleveland Browns. They make them 1-3. The game was Cleveland had control most of the game. Cleveland contr- controlled for the first two quarters. Dallas came back in the third, made it closer within three, and then Cleveland won final good play by Oda Beckham winning on a reverse for a touchdown to seal the game. Um, Dallas is in trouble. I'll just put it that way. I they their defense isn't that great. Their offense is going. They've scored almost. They've had almost a, a thousand yards passing in the three games. Dak's been on fire, but other than that, the running game has been non-existent. Um, offensive line has been pretty decent. But outside of that, you that defense can't can't hold team hold teams very well. They can't keep teams from scoring. The secondary is not great. So we'll see what happens this next week when they uh, when they. Uh, play against the, I think, Arizona Cardinals. If I, no, the Giants, excuse me. When they play against the Giants, that should be an easy win for Dallas. But right now, nothing's easy for Dallas right now because of their defense. I I would hate to say my other prediction. I think the Giants could probably win that if things get any worse. Um, the final score is 49-38. That wasn't really as close as it seemed. Other big notable games, we had... The Ravens pretty much destroyed the Ravens Redskins 31-17. You had a close game between the Saints and the Lions. Saints come out and pulled that one out. They're 2-2 two two now. Lions are 1-3. The uh, Texans are 0-4. Oh Vikings win that one. They're 1-3 now. Uh, Carolina Panthers beat the Cardinals 31-21. That's making 2-2. Two and then the other really close game yesterday, which I really was surprised by, was the Chargers versus the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game was back and forth. Justin Herbert did such a good job um, for the Los, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. He ended up having... He went 28-25, 290 yards and three touchdowns, only through one interception. Um they, I think that he's going to be the future for the Los Angeles Chargers. He's a good quarterback. He did so well in Oregon. So, um, you know, really your first real out, and you do you do really really well. Uh, Tampa Bay looks on a roll. They're finally clicking on all cylinders. Tom Brady's finally got everything worked out with that team. So, I'm so looking forward to seeing where Tampa Bay ends up. I, oddly enough, I I had told a couple of my friends like a couple weeks ago. I think Cleveland in particular. It's one of those dark horse teams because they have the offense. They have a really good, decent defense. 
Um, if they keep all the pieces together, they could go far. And they're three and one. They have shown so far they are they're gelling together. And I think I think people usually underestimate Cleveland because back then when Cleveland, you know, back in a couple years ago, Cleveland wouldn't have these big leads or have these games in hand, and they would implode, or they would just kind of feel down after they get beaten. You know, teams come back on them. But not this time. I think Cleveland's really shown that you have Odell Beckham, you have Chubb, you have a couple other running backs that's really done such good work for them. And I think the coach and everything, that culture has kind of changed. So we, I'm looking forward to see where Cleveland goes. Like I said, I think Dallas will beat the Giants. I don't have any real um, instance of that. But we're on the path to 8-8 eight and eight again for Dallas, which would kind of be a shame because they they got rid of Garrett and they have a new coach and you're back in the same spot again. Other than that, the rest of the games were mostly pretty standard affairs. Nothing really too big. Um, Rams beat the Giants 17-9. That was like a closer game than it should have been. Uh, Bills won again. They're 4-0. They're also a dark horse team. Right now, Josh Allen looked amazing in that. 30 23, and then the Eagles barely won their game against the 49ers. That makes them 1-2-1, which means they are leading the NFC East right now just because of how everything else played out. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of this season. This next four games, see what things fall out from there. After that, we're halfway through, and we'll see what goes from there. Um now let's get into NXT TakeOver 31. It kicked off with Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Um, this match was super fun. I loved the back and forth nature of this match. This match wasn't like one-sided affair. It was so competitive. And Johnny Johnny Gargano can put on a good match for any TakeOver. He's had the most TakeOver matches. And Priest, before he won the t- NXT North American title, before the North American title, Priest did a very good job as building his character and making his character really good. So I think that's the two things I'm looking forward to in this match, which from this match and priest delivered. We had Johnny went for the one final beat a couple times. Priest countered uh, one point. Johnny went for priest knee. He worked over the knee. Um, priest goes for um, Ridge's edge. Doesn't get it. And then he tries for the, um, it's a huge power bomb. We see um, Gargano escape one point. Uh, Lodge counters and hard-hitting moves. We see a table, a stair spot that was teased, never really used, but teased. Um, the, ending up, uh, Priest hits a huge choke clam. Gets, Johnny kind of counters with another crossface. He gets out of that. Priest gets out of that. Hits a huge reckoning for the one, two, three. Priest retains. This match was just so much fun. All these matches were super fun. Like this, I think the match the match tonight is coming later, but this was like my second match tonight. This match was fun. It made Priest look like a star. Uh, uh, I wonder what they're going to do next with Priest. I'd hope he might face Cameron Grimes. Maybe Kushida. I think Kushida will be down the road a little bit later. That match I'll talk about too. That was kind of a weird thing. Um, but yeah, Priest looked amazing. 
um, Priest, at one point, they do a spot outside where Priest tries to dive from the apron to Johnny on the outside. He pulls these two security guards in, hit them both. Johnny then hits a low blow onto Priest. I this and then I think this match was just did so much good work for Priest. Um, I I ultimately seen Priest holding that title for a little long for a little bit longer. I think the only person who could win it off him technically would probably Cameron Grimes. Then Grimes could lose it off of Kushida if they want to build that up to Kushida. Um, but yeah, this was good. So good. Um, next match was the Kushida versus Velveteen Dream match. I'm going to talk about this shortly because this wasn't really a match. Kushida was already cold always in control. Kushida comes out like um, Martin McFly like he always does. He doesn't even do the full entrance. Dream comes out as Doc Doc Brown, um, and right before the bell kicks in, Kushida comes out and just attacks Dream. He attacks him fully. The ref separates him. Bell rings. Kushida just goes on the front foot. Arm bar. We see uh, like he's just working over Dream's arm at points. He does the like lunging, kind of like a lunging arm thing where he just takes his arm, lunges down to the ground, and pushes it into the mat. That hurt. Um, Coverboard lock a couple times. Dream gets it back on the offensive side. Hits the Dream Valley driver. And for Rainmaker, only gets a two. Dream goes for the driver again. Hits a two. Hits a Bronco Buster, which I'm kind of surprised by. The Bronco Buster is not really a move they use a lot. But it does kind of stun Kachita. Dream says, I want the booze. I don't, you know, he doesn't care. I have to agree with some. Uh, I was watching a. Like a like a reaction live stream, and one of the people in the live stream said it felt like Dream was overselling, like Hulk Hulk Hulkland was against Shawn Michaels back in the day. I I don't know if Dream was overselling, but it felt like Dream didn't really care, and I don't know if that's the character side of things where he's just kind of acting like I, I you know I'm already in a bad spot. Why I'm gonna try to do something else? Um, ultimately. We see the um, we see a top rope uh, cover warlock and uh, Dream powers out. Kushida knock you know gets off his gets off Dream's shoulders. Hit the key, holds the hoverlock hoverboard lock in for the three to win. After the match, he kind of celebrates and just goes back and beats up Dream some more. Puts him in another armbar. Puts him works over the arm. He leaves. Dreams can be probably written written off TV for a long time. I would say about four or five months. Um, this, I think this match could have been shorter. I kind of agree a lot of people. This match could probably gone five, maybe five minutes. Kushida wins handily. Then this is over. I don't really know where they're going to go with Kushida because you give him this like kind of dominated win, but it was also kind of marred because Dreams in the in takeover. So I don't really get the point of those two things. Um, but ultimately I think it's a good for, it's a good for dream. It makes, or it's good for Kushida and it makes Kushida look strong. I hope he gets in the North American title picture or he faces, I think he needs the North American title issue or he faces crimes for a shot North American title. Like they do a one number one contender skewed kind of thing. Um, but yeah, this was not, this was a really decent match. Maybe the least favorite match of all, uh, out of all of them. 
uh, probably the one I didn't really watch the most of. Uh, but overall, decent match. Some Kushida gets a strong win. He needed it. It's his first hero match, and I think it should have been bigger. But what can you do? What can you do? They built a story based on that. Next up was um, I, <laughs> next up was my third biggest match of the night, which was Legado del Fantasma's uh, Escobar, uh, Santo Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott for the. XT Cruiserweight Championship. This match was fast-paced, and I have to say, Escobar's gear looked amazing. They did a really good job with the gear, and I think his presentation always makes sense, and the way he's presented himself as that like old-style luchador kind of thing was really good. Swerve starts on the front foot. He hits three back-to-back-to-back moonsaults at points, and just gets uh, Santos down. Then he tries for the cover. Doesn't get on the, on the third attempt. He, co- he covers him. Doesn't really get it. Then they're just mat-based kind of uh, strikes and holds. And we finally see German suplex. We see um, we see at halfway through the match, Legado del Fantasma's faction comes out, tries to um, distract Swerve. They do. Um, Santos hits uh, Phantom Driver for kicks out. Only person to kick out was Phantom Driver yet this year, which is actually really good, and I like that. I actually thought Swerve was going to win this. It's weird they fought three times, and Swerve had, I thought, it's kind of weird how this time he didn't win it, but I see why. I can see why they do that. Um, then you have, I think his name is Adonis, comes out to get rid of uh, Roman Mendoza and Rocking Wild, and sort of gets rid of both the both of them. He gets back in the ring. He hits House Call uh, 450. Santos kicks out. That was I thought with that he was gonna win. Nope. A lot of counters back and forth too. This this felt like something that you they gave this gave the cruiserweight title so much. Prestige, you have two guys who really want that title, and they're playing it so well. They're, you know, the the match was so well done. Um, then we have, then we see him hit three amigos, and that before that's before he tries for the hand driver, hits three amigos. Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero's old move. Um, then Santos just hits a. They're on the apron. They're Swerve trying for a German suplex off the apron, on the side of the apron. Santos pushes him into the bottom uh, turnbuckle, and um, he—it's a knockout spot, so he hits the head on the little metal thing. Santos gets back in the ring, hits his underhook like face buster, which looked amazing and painful. Uh, for the three, he retains the cruiserweight championship. I wonder if this is going to be sort of last time going for the championship or are they building to a thing where he wins it later? I think the other part of this you could do, have Kushida go for the Cruiserweight Championship just because I think that would be kind of a good way to get him in that in the title picture right now. Kushida can win it. And if you want Swerve to go after it again after that point, you could. You could do that. Um, but this was also a really fun match. Really good. Really well done. 
I think the storyline, the story for this match was good, but I also think it's kind of weird that they've fought three. This is their third time fighting, and they really haven't done a lot with the with the fighting. Um, like a lot of this has been a lot of like cheating for uh, Santos. I thought this was gonna be a straight up match, but the I think the distraction didn't really play into the match that much. It actually did a good thing for me. I think it was actually pretty simple. Um, after this, we had a brief uh, promo thing for uh, Halloween Havoc, which will be happening on October 28th for NXT, hosted by Shashi Blackheart. I think it's kind of cool. I hope they have fun with it. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting way of doing Halloween Havoc. Maybe do like a little fun battle royal, other little fun things. Um, then our next match was uh, basically my match of the night. This was so, so good. It was Kanslere versus um, Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, Candice comes out with a really cool gear. It was kind of anime-themed. I couldn't tell. A lot of people said anime-themed. I couldn't really tell what anime from, so I couldn't. I think it looked like... The only two things I could think of was Sword Art Online or, like, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. But those two things, those are like the two ones that come to mind off the top of my head. Because Johnny's gear was kind of an anime theme too. So that's what the two things I was thinking of. Or Final Fantasy kind of thing, kind of fear. Um, uh, Candace starts fast. She gets, you know, tries to ground EO, keep her grounded. And she does a lot of holds and a lot of, you know, cross face stuff. They finally get going a little bit. She hits this huge, like, line salt. That only gets a two. Eo um, gets the Tiger Fate kick, which is the 619. That gets uh, to they go back and forth for a good bit of time. And it, it this is my match tonight because the way they told the story and the way the that you could see the match play out was so well done. Um, halfway through the match, Johnny comes out. Johnny tries to help Candice with he has a referee shirt on. She does, I think she does another lion salt. And then that only gets her two. Johnny fast counted. She kicks out. Um, before this, the ref got bumped into once. And then as Candice was, when Candice hit EO the second time, the ref got bumped again and went outside the ring. So that's where you get the little Johnny come out for the rest spot. Ref comes to. And when ref comes to, he sees Johnny. He tells Johnny to get out and they're fighting. Can't uh, Johnny before that Johnny gets the belt slit as the refs and them are him and the ref are kind of jawing each other. He slides the belt to Kansas belt spot, uh, the championship belt spot to EO that only gets a two. And then we see another uh, uh, drop kick, palm strike. Uh, then EO hits this huge moonsault for the one, two, three. To retain the uh, women's championship, this match, this one's hard to explain because this had a lot of stuff in it. But this was the best, one of the best matches of the night. They really blew the house down for this. I enjoyed how they told the story, but also you could tell Candice was doing anything, anything she could to win, and I think that was really well done because Johnny didn't win earlier night, but Johnny was going to help her try to win, and that never, you know, that never came to happen. <sighs> Do I think? And now this is the thing. This is the thing of my prediction. Well, before I get to that, I'm gonna talk about the end of the match. Um, so after the match, Tron comes up. 
and it's um, or EO celebrating. Tron comes up. It is Tony Storm. Tony Storm is coming to NXT from NXT UK. She's coming to fight for EO, with EO uh, for the title. That was kind of a surprise. That was a super big surprise. I didn't. I think nobody expected that. Well, then we get the master. We get the person who's on the bike. So the person on the bike rides around the backside, walks in, you know, walks in and everything. And they pull the helmet off. It's it is Ember Moon. So Ember Moon and Kent and Tony Storm are both coming to NXT. They move, I think the Ember Moon one kind of got overshadowed by the the Tony Storm one, but I think that's two really strong women for that division. My prediction, and I, I don't think this, it might happen, might not, because earlier in the night we got a tweet from WWE's Twitter account saying who wants you, who would you want the first pick, to, first draft pick to go to for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. That tweet got deleted and removed NXT and did Raw and SmackDown. I think they, I think they kind of maturely put that tweet out, which I don't really know where they're going. I don't know if they know what they're doing for the draft technically. But I think Candice and Johnny are both going to go up to the main roster. Or at least Candice will go up to the main roster. Candice will go up to the main roster. We also see Rhea go up to the main roster. That would be the only other person I could see going from the women's division. Um, if you do that, who else could go? Johnny could go. I could see Cole going if Cole. But Cole's probably not going to go because what happened at the end of the show. Um, we'll see what happens. But the... I think my big prediction is Candice is going up to the main roster for sure, most likely. Johnny might be going up, and I can see Swerve going up just because the people said Swerve has that charisma. He has that understanding of his character. He could go up as well. Or it could just be between Raw and SmackDown. We don't know. We'll see. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what they do with the draft. I have no confidence in what they're going to do with the draft because they can't really switch up too much. Because you already kind of give away some things like Kevin Owens is going to SmackDown, Ada Styles is probably going to Raw, Manny's already on Raw, uh, Dana Brooks on Raw. So certain ones already kind of in stone or set in stone. So we'll kind of see where they're going from there. Then after the after this the match after the match we have the Adonis talk backstage and he said he just wanted to get involved with the mat you know with the match with swerving them. He just think Xbar has been a bully and you know it's my time kind of thing and. Really good promo by the Adonis. It was actually really decent, so I'm not surprised by it. Um, then we have our main event, which is Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. I love how they did this main event. So they're walking backstage kind of behind one of the like um, barricades. They're walking towards where the ramp is and or where the stairs are to get up to the ramp. And you have the unspeed there with Kyle, and they're, you know, fist bumping. And he fist bumps uh, Strong. He fist bumps Fish. He hugs um, uh, Adam Cole. Then he walks up, and he does an entrance. And then you see Finn back there kind of walking by himself with the belt. And he does his entrance. And then you, they, you know, they're staring at each other the whole time. They even took their eyes off each other. This match, so... If I had to change my ranking right now, I forgot to mention this. I would put the Finn Balor match and Finn Balor versus Kyle Riley first, the women's match second because that was still good, and then Swerve Escobar third. This and then you can pick any match for top three, but all the matches were good. Like those are my top three because I think those are really good stories. Finn Balor and Kyle Riley was hard hitting. 
really good just map-based wrestling at the same time, you understood the story. And um, so Kyle, Kyle starts up fast. He um, tries for some grounded pound stuff. Finn gets him grounded. Um, Kyle starts putting, you know, his knee into Finn's arm because he works over the arm most of the first half of the match. They go back and forth. Finn, you know, powers out, gets into um, a couple knees. Huge knee by O'Reilly at one point to, I think, bust his o- bust open uh, Finn hard way because you can tell he's, like, bleeding from the mouth a little bit. But it, I don't know if it was actually hitting getting hit or it was, like, a capsule thing. But they said after the match he had to get his ex- jaw x-rayed, so I wonder if he broke it. We don't know yet. Um, but, like I said, this match was hard anyway, so you couldn't really tell either way. Um, Finn hits this huge coup de gras at one point, and Kyle's, like, backs off for a second and says, no, no, no. And so you can tell even O'Reilly's like, ow, that hurt. So they keep going. Another huge knee. We get... Um, Uh, the dude's knee 1916. O'Reilly kicks out. We hit the we have the cue to Graw again to end the match. That's for the one, two, three. Finn retains in a one of the hard hitting matches. It took about 33 minutes. This one was hard to go through because this has a lot of spots, but most of the spots were like counters and reversals and grab a pound and just like. Old 80 style wrestling, but it was you could tell these two guys knew what they were doing. And the one thing I lo- I loved, so Kyle's on the on the on the second rope, kind of just leaning back. He's kind of gassed because this was a tough match. And um, O'Reilly uh, Finn celebrates. He walks over to O'Reilly. He sticks his hands. He helps him up. They embrace and kind of talk and. As they're doing that, you see Ridge Holland come. You, they look to the left, and Ridge Holland's at the barricade. He has an unconscious Adam Cole on his shoulder and throws him over. And I was like, what happened? What happened? And you see Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish come out, and they're like, get a medic. We need a medic. And they ask Finn, what happened? I don't know. We were having a match. So, match was anyway. So, we just. I, I don't think they needed the Harlem spot at the end. Because it didn't really make sense. You didn't need that big cliffhanger. Unless this is building to where the other speed arrow hired Holland. Strong and Fish hired Holland to do that. Because they were all together backstage before the match anyway. So what's the motivation? Um, ultimately, I I really enjoyed the match. The post-match, the angle was kind of weird. And that's why I say I don't think Cole's going up yet. Because if Cole's going up, they would have done that. Unless they're giving Holland something to do for the time being to build him up. Eh, not really into that. So Holland will face Cole for a bit, and then we might get the other sweet era, like revealing they did it. They're not on the road. But overall, this NXT takeover was amazing. So much fun. I I could have taken my eyes off it at points. It was really, really good. Even though they, they, they didn't really it didn't really have enough build, it still was a good pay-per-view. And the build was kind of lackluster for some of the matches, but the wrestling was amazing. And that's the big thing. The wrestling is amazing. I can forgive the build and forgive the stories. 
if you can tell the story why the ring. Like, a lot of these matches did. Um, I'll be interested to see what they build from here. I'll see what happens with the draft. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do Friday night on SmackDown for draft purposes and see um, where they go from go from there uh, for NXT. Also, they were in the Performance Center, but they really redid the Performance Center. Looks like something from Cambridge. I think they said uh, Capital Wrestling Corporation, I think what it used to be called before WWF. They, I like how it's just like the big JLED boards on the big Titantron, and then they put uh, on the other side of the wall like LED boards. They had fans around with little pods, and it looked like something so cool. And it, it made it feel like a big time thing. Um, but I do thank you for listening. I hope you did enjoy. I'll be back tomorrow to do my Raw review. Uh, see what tonight Raw has in store. Like I said, draft doesn't start till next Friday, so we aren't going to hear nothing from Raw side of draft till next Monday. Um, but for now, we don't have another pay per view until end of October, October 24th. Then we have October 20, yeah, October 24th, we have pay per view, and then our next big thing will be uh, Halloween Havoc for NXT. So we have a little break in between here, which is a good thing. A lot of pay per views have been the last couple of weeks. But I do thank you for listening. Hope you did enjoy. I hope you're here for next time. See ya. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.